Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Dark Vale. We're your hosts, Tori and John. Dark Vale is a podcast that discusses the darker side of life. We aren't professionals on any of the topics we discuss. We do as much research as we can, and we do try to be as accurate as possible. However, no one's perfect, and neither are we. Because we're discussing the darker side of things, this podcast is best listened to by a mature audience. Each episode may contain mild swearing and our own personal opinions, as well as my mild list. So sit back and get ready to podcast and chill. Hey guys, welcome back to Dark Vale, and welcome to episode four. My name is John. And my name is Tori. As always, we are going to lift the veil and release information and discussion. Yeah. Um, today's episode is going to be on Little Nerdy. Oh, wait. That's a podcast. That's not our episode today. No, that's actually one of our new favorite podcasts that's out there right now that uh, deals with uh, a lot of the... Uh, like geek culture, like video games and board games and anime and movies. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Michelle and Owen really take their discussions to an interesting and informative place. It's true. And it's great because really, at the end of the day, we're, we're all just, just a little nerdy. nerdy. It comes out on Tuesdays. Any platform. Today's topic that we're going to speak about is... The Mandela Effect. And without getting into it at this exact moment and explaining what it is, I just want to ask John, how long have you known about it? Um... Uh, I've known about it for quite a while. Um, I am not even 100% sure how or when I first heard about it, but it's been a long, it's been a long time, like years that I've known about the Mandela Effect. and yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, like five or six good years for me. It's just an interesting thing that I heard about and I've every so often was like, oh yeah, I remember about the Mandela effect. I'm going to read more about it. It's just interesting. Yeah. So what is the Mandela effect? Well, um, there is a an author, paranormal researcher and consultant in paranormal things named Fiona Broom. And I apologize if I say her last name wrong. Um, and she has very widely been known as the person that kind of coined this term, um, about something that I would say just about anyone can relate to. And yeah. like, no matter what we all think is the reason why this effect exists, I think to a certain degree, most people can relate to some of it. Oh, for yeah. sure. I think... There is enough cases of the Mandela effect that it, at least the vast majority of the population would be able to say, hey, I I definitely thought that was a different way than it actually is. Yeah. So for the people that don't know what it is or for the people that do know what it is, but just wants to hear like our understanding of it. So I pulled this off of a YouTube video that... Fiona herself had made talking about the Mandela effect. So she says in this video, 
that the Mandela effect is the phrase people use to describe their own powerful memories that don't seem to match our recorded history. And I know that might sound like, what? Why are you saying it's relatable? But just wait, there's more. Get it? <laughs> yeah. <I don't> know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so on top of that, there are two things that make these memories powerful. One of them is how certain a person is that the memory is genuine and correct. So you have to be like, oh, I'm, I'm sure I remember it this way. And the other one is the consistency of those memories acro across a wide range of people who actually have no connection. So total strangers are remember remembering something in the same way. And there's no way of connecting these people to say that they've had the same experience together. Just random people distributed across you know, the world basically are remembering things. Yeah. Like having the same memory yes. of the way something was. Yeah. And there's no history that will back up the evidence. It's mainly relying on people's memories. Yeah. But they're such relatable memories is the thing that most people are like, hey, I remember it that way. So here's a quick example. Um, the Mandela effect itself. What's, what it's named after. Well, um, there are a lot of people that claim they remember Nelson Mandela um, dying in the 1980s. And who's Nelson Mandela to anybody who doesn't quite know who he is? Well, he was um, a revolutionary political leader who was actually president of South America at one point. South America, South Africa. <laughs> yep. Yes. Hey guys, uh, listen to me. I will teach you a history lesson about <laughs> one of the most recognizable people in history. He, here is some wrong info. Just kidding. Sorry guys. Um, he ultimately ended up being president of South Africa from 94 to 99. So, um, anyways, he was in jail because of his political beliefs and, um, I'm not going to get into it, but there was a bunch of stuff that led him to be going to jail for, I think it was 27 years. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that believe that he, they, they heard about him dying in prison in the eighties and <clears throat> he actually died in 2013. So all these people were having memories of something that apparently didn't happen, but to the people that remember it, it happened. He died in the eighties. So yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And they all have a very vivid memory yeah. of it. Like it's, they're very, um, serious about their, their memory of, of these things. Yeah. Yeah. And I just also wanted to mention that, um, this is part of the story I, I hadn't often heard of until I actually looked more into it, which was um, just a tiny tidbit that uh, Fiona Broom was um, actually at Dragon Con in 2009. And Dragon Con is America's second largest sci-fi and fantasy gathering. It's like Comic Con, but it's Dragon Con. Yeah. Um, that type of thing. And she was a guest speaker there. And apparently 
She was in sitting back in a green room waiting for her turn to talk and was just having some general conversation with some of the other people there. And they were just bringing up things like, you know, those uh, conversations people have that are like, hey, do you remember this? Do you remember this? Like thinking of something old from the past or something. Like, do you remember Flintstone vitamins? I liked the grape one. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, they were having a conversation like that and apparently they'd stumbled into the territory of something that reminded them about Nelson Mandela and some people had similar memories about whatever they were talking about and it just kind of snowballed into this thing where they kept coming up with examples not not just sitting there at dragon con but i mean she took an idea and then proceeded to build a website where it kind of described this this thing that yeah. they had discovered and <clears throat> they actually asked the general public to say yes or no i remember this um come up with their own things. Hey, do you remember this? So it kind of went from there and it kind of snowballed. So I just thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. So that's the stuff I came up with to kind of, um, start the conversation on. Yeah, for sure. It gives a reason or the, the, the backstory to how the, the name even came about to do with the phenomenon. Yeah. So I thought that was really neat. Um, just a quick question. Did you have any relatable memory to the Mel to the Nelson Mandela memory? I <clears throat> I guess I had a, a a little bit of one because I didn't I didn't think that he died in the eighties, um, but I absolutely did think he had died uh, long before he actually did die, and then when I found out that he was alive, I was like, what? I thought, I thought he died years ago. Yeah. Um, I can't relate the the memory to him being in jail, but I just definitely thought that. So probably through the grapevine or something I had seen, uh, or something somebody had said. Definitely, I had a memory that Nelson Mandela was already dead. Yeah, and I don't know if I mentioned it, but he did. He died in twenty thirteen. So yeah, <clears throat> he is dead now, but. Um... I guess a lot a lot of people did remember that he died far before that. I personally don't really have that memory, but um, there are many I do. So, so a quick <clears throat> question for you. Yes. What is one of your first Mandela effects that you heard about, aside from maybe Nelson Mandela? But oh. Um, I, w I would have to say that it was the Luke, I am your father, not being real. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the early ones on, er, excuse me, one of the earlier ones I had heard too. And that one, like, I was like, no, he absolutely says, Luke, I am your father. That's, I remember saying that into the fan as a kid. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and for anybody who still isn't, like, maybe this concept's new for you and you hadn't heard about it. So there's a bunch of um, really well-known 
Mandela effects that we're going to start talking about. One of them is um, this Star Wars one, which is Luke, I am your father. Well, apparently that's not said in the movie. It's no, I am your father. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember it being that way, but. No, me neither. <clears throat> and I literally went on to YouTube and had to look up the clip from the movie and it clearly says, no, I am your father. And I was like, what? Yeah, that's this why. can't be right. Exactly. That's why when I started hearing about this and all of these examples and stuff, I was like, this is relatable. This is weird. Um, I know that you came up with, because I researched the, the beginning to speak about it. You researched what we're going to talk about at the end, which is some of the theories behind what actually causes yes. a Mandela effect in yeah. in humans. But we're going to have some fun in the middle here bringing up some of the examples of the Mandela effect. Yeah. So um yeah, so here's another good example of it is uh about peanut butter. It was Jeff or Jiffy peanut butter. I absolutely remember it being Jiffy peanut butter. I can almost picture the label in yes. the store from when I was a kid and seeing it. And to know that it's actually just Jeff. And it's always been just Jeff, yeah. apparently. I remember Jiffy too. Yeah. Um. That's That one is just... There's a few of these that we're going to... Some of these examples of the Mandela effect that we're going to tell you guys that... For I know for myself, absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. And I I have such a firm recollection of the way I remember it compared to the way it actually is that it's hard for me to believe that I'm wrong about my memory. Exactly. And yeah, I have such strong memories that... When I saw some of these things, I was like, okay, maybe that's what they call it now, but it wasn't before. Yeah. And then you look it up and it just, it usually says it never has been. That's exactly what I thought about Jiffy. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, okay, over the years, they just shortened it down to Jeff, Jeff peanut butter, not Jiffy peanut butter. And nope, that's apparently how it's always been. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, another one that absolutely blew my mind was... The Berenst the Berenstain Bears. So <laughs> this one, yeah, man, I this like shook me to the core. Like <laughs> <laughs> I remember the books. I remember my dad and my mom reading me the Berenstain Bears when I was a kid. I remember watching the TV show. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. And it being always the Berenstain Bears. But apparently, it is the Baron Stain. So S-T-A-I-N yeah. on the end of it. And it's Baron Stain Bears. This... And it's 100% absolutely never been what John and I remember, which is the Baron Stein Bears or the Baron Stein Bears, yeah. right? Which is S-T-E-I-N at the end. So it's always been Baron Stain Bears, apparently. This leaves a stain on my soul, <laughs> this one. Like, I I honestly have, like, one particular very, very, very good memory about the Berenstain Bears. Yeah. Because um, 
at least people from our age group, those were very commonly read when oh, you're yeah. learning how to read, right? Yep. And I remember when I was learning how to make sounds and put sounds together and developing like a memory of vocabulary in my head. Yep. I remember clearly having a hard time reading the word Berenstein. Yep. And making myself like kind of drilling it into my head. S-T-E-I-N, Berenstein Bears, Berenstein Bears. When I was learning how to read, like, I remember that. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I have a very similar memory to the way the the word Berenstein was put together. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely 100% know what you're saying on that one. Another uh, crazy one is about another cartoon character from our childhood. Yeah. Um, Curious George. I have vivid memories of watching... I remember the books, but I have vivid memories of watching the cartoon on TV. And he had a tail. Yeah, I remember that too. Yes. And I can remember the books. And I can picture little Curious George and his little tail coming off yeah i feel like his mischievous tail got him into some pickles yeah. when, when i was a kid but apparently he's never had a tail ever see honestly that's another one that almost leaves a stain on my soul like i vividly remember this yeah <clears throat> um what's another one here um the Lindbergh baby apparently he was found or this baby was found. I don't remember if it's a girl or a boy, truthfully. But I just remember um, people always being like, close your window, be safe. You're not. You're going to get stolen like that baby. Yeah. And apparently in my memory, the baby was never found, but it was found. Uh, I don't know if that's a big one for a lot of people, but lots of people assume that baby was missing forever, but it wasn't. Um... Apparently, even some celebrities' names, Barbara Streisand, apparently, um, it's Barbara, or sorry, it's Barbara. Barbara. Like, huh. And I mean B-A-R-B-R-A, -R -R Barbara. That's her name. Uh, apparently, Barbara. Barbara, which is actually my mother's name, Barbara, Oh yeah, yep. is a common typo because Barbara Streisand... Um, is B-A-R-B-R-A. -R -R -A. Huh. I That's know. interesting, that one. Charles Schultz, the creator of Peanuts. He's never had a T in his last name, apparently. Really? Yeah. So his last name is spelled S-C-H-U-L-Z. Huh. And most people think it's S-C-H-U-L-T-Z. Yeah, that's absolutely how I would have spelt it. I just thought that was neat. That, that was interesting. One I'd heard a few times, but when I read that, I was like, "What?" Um, all right, John, I have a question for you. Do you think Sinbad was in a mo a genie movie in the nineties? That one I have had firmly placed in my memory bank. Since, I swear to God, the 90s. That, was, yes, he was. Was it called Shazam? Yeah. 
Yep. Well, it's Chano. <laughs> I wish I would have kind of come up with something more clever. I like that. That's never existed. So Sinbad was never a genie in any movie, and it was not called Shazam. See, that's that's another one that just about blows my mind. The it's the part about it that's so hard is having such a a vivid memory, like, and it's been there for a long time. It's it's crazy that uh, that is an, is something that actually didn't even exist. It didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't even a little bit exist. We're not getting Sinbad's pirate movie confused with his genie movie. He just yeah. didn't make one, and it wasn't there was not not one called Shazam. Yeah. So yeah, that's really crazy. Yeah. So another another crazy one. And I'll end up referring to this one in, in some of the information I'm going to bring up here in a bit. But um, from the movie Forrest Gump, one of the most famous lines to come out of that movie was, Life is like a box of chocolates. And I hear people, I've heard people say it all the time. Yeah. I That's how I reference it. it, it life is like a box of chocolates. You and never know what you're going to get. Exactly. <laughs> but the truth is, he actually said life was like a box of chocolates. Mm -hmm. And this is one that I only recently, and I mean recently and maybe the last year or so like fairly recently i didn't know that it, it was life was like a box of chocolates yeah. i only knew it as life is like a box of chocolates yeah that's that's so crazy <clears throat> um so this one i knew and i'm not sure how i knew it but i knew this one but i know this is a common one people like john and i actually watched this movie yeah uh, like i would say like two weeks ago maybe but um, so is it interview with a vampire or interview with the vampire? You thought it was a vampire. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely thought it was interview with a vampire. But it's actually interview with the vampire. And I knew that, but I feel like it's because I've been a fan of that lot. So maybe yeah, I just picked sense. that up. But to me, that one wasn't one, but that's a common one. And just like this one that I read too, the movie K-Pax. And I, it's a movie... I think it's early 2000s or late 90s, but it's about this man that is like an alien, basically. And I think the premise is, is he crazy or is he not crazy? Is he really an alien? He's probably crazy. He's not an alien. Oh, I think he's an alien. Anyway, um, yeah. there's lots of people saying that they remember it starring Nicolas Cage, but it was really Kevin Spacey. I yeah. re I remember it being Kevin Spacey. I remember this movie. Yeah, that one I remember being Kevin Spacey as well. I actually really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just wanted to throw a few out there that we could actually confirm that we didn't have the memory on too. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but yeah, that one I remember Kevin Spacey pretty clearly on that one. Oh yeah, so there's there's a good one that I think a lot of people uh, know uh, from uh, Snow White. So from the old, old cartoon back in the day, Snow White, the evil queen 
looks into the mirror and says, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Yeah. Uh, that's how I've always known it. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, yeah. I have seen it in other movies where they're... Um, like they're looking into a mirror and they're saying the exact same line, mirror, mirror. But the actual real true words that are spoken are magic mirror on the wall. Yeah. Who is the fairest of them all. And I have zero memory of it ever being called magic mirror. Yeah, absolutely none myself too. And yeah, I it said they say mirror, mirror in a lot of things, like a yeah. lot of different types of situations in movies and stuff but apparently the original disney one really does say magic mirror which absolutely blew my mind because i loved that movie so much when i was little yeah and thanks to my sister i have seen that movie uh more times than probably the average child of that age <laughs> that's cute <laughs> i remember telling john like i remember like when we talked about this earlier yeah. i remember magic or I remember mirror mirror because that mirror was one of the most terrifying things my tiny little child's eyes had seen oh, on a screen. I was absolutely. so scared of that that mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so like I remember it extra because of that, but who knows if it maybe it was magic mirror the whole time? Uh, yeah. Who knows? I guess so. Um I remember yeah. that mirror being creepy too when I was a kid. And I guess some people, this one for me, I knew this one too. I don't remember this this way, but is it sex and the city or sex in the city? Well, it's sex and the city. And a lot of people are remembering it as sex in the city. And I think you're one of the people that yeah, thought it was... I definitely thought it was sex in the city. Yeah. Um, I never watched the show, but I've seen a ton of the commercials yeah. and... And that over the years that I definitely thought it was sex in the city. I thought another one that came up and I mean, there's tons like I've got pages and pages. Um, Febreze. Okay. So it's almost a no brainer. Most people believe Febreze is spelled F E B R E E Z E. So Breeze, yeah, with a Z in it, right? Yeah, exactly. Breeze. Well, uh, the way it's really spelt is F E B R E Z E. So there isn't the double E. See, that's Febreze. That's mind-boggling, because we have bottles of Febreze here, yeah. and I've used them, and I've always just thought. I mean, I don't pay any attention to the label, but I've always thought it was spelt with two E's. Yeah. I was so sure of that. Yeah. I know. Oh, that one is crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's mind-boggling. Um, another one, Looney Tunes. So, is it spelt T-O-O-N-S or tunes like music? T-U-N-E-S. It's the music one, right? Yeah. It is. But we... When we watched that movie, The Mandela Effect, yeah, and inside there, they talk about this specific one as well, how it was spelt tune as in like music tune uh, and not T-O-O-N-S. And when I was sitting there watching that movie, I was thinking to myself, 
Mm, no, I definitely remember it being spelled T-O-O-N-S. And I really had to think back to the opening of the Looney Tunes and seeing it come across the screen. And then I was like, oh, maybe that one, that was spelt T-U-N-E-S. Like maybe I can actually remember that. And then I started thinking maybe I'm getting it confused with Tiny Tunes because I think... Tiny Tunes is spelt T-O-O-N-S in that one. Uh, yes, that might be true. I don't know. I haven't looked into Tiny Tunes. Yeah, I'm but not exactly sure on that one either. I feel like I always thought it was T-O-O-N-S because cartoon, tunes, yeah. they're Looney Tunes, well, exactly, right? and that makes the most sense. But apparently it's Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. And I think maybe what you're saying makes sense. Maybe we are getting it confused, but I feel like the generation older than us, like our parents and whatever, they wouldn't be mixing it up with Tiny Toons because they didn't watch it, right? Yeah, Tiny yeah, that's Toons true. came out when we were little. So for those people that have the memory of it being T-O-O-N-S, um, I don't know what they're, what they could be getting it mixed up with. Yeah. Um, this one is one that I think most people... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Skechers. I absolutely thought that Skechers was spelt with uh, a T in it. Because even saying it, Skechers, like yeah. it, it sounds like you're saying the T in there. Yeah. And... I remember, like, yeah, this is another thing. It's like, I have a lot of memories based on what I remember from seeing, seeing them on TV yeah. and the commercials. And I remember the commercials for Skechers. And I, like, I literally swear they're, it's spelt with a T. And to know that it's actually just spelt S-K-E-C-H-E-R-S without a T before that C is... Yeah. It's crazy, like... <laughs> I know, that it, one is odd to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, looking at it, it just looks weird. Yeah, it really honestly does. But I just want to say one thing about me. I am absolutely basing memories on a brain that cannot remember what we had for supper yesterday. And I'm just trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, we're also getting up there in age. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm being honest, but... um. No, I think there's a difference between your short-term memory and your long-term memory. Oh, yeah. And I sure. think your long-term memory, unless you have some sort of maybe like brain damage or neurological condition, I think long-term memory um, gets trapped in a different way. So yeah. I think maybe me remembering Skechers is actually pretty accurate in my long-term memory. Yeah. Right? I think that's why all of... All of these Mandela effects are so ingrained in and they're yeah. so hard for us to to be like, oh, really? Like, just accept it a different way. Like, oh, this is actually the way it was. And then we're like, oh, okay, I guess so. It's, it's, it's such an ingrained long-term memory of it being one way yeah. that to see that it is actually something completely different or something is spelt different or or what have you is hard for that deeply ingrained memory to it's like a conflict yeah oh it. yeah and yeah. and that it's very the mandela effect 
is super fascinating. Like, I think it's really cool. And the way our brains store things and the way we interpret information and, and that. But, um, yeah, it's... My brain don't want to accept any of the ways that I'm seeing that they actually are. I think a, a fine ex explanation, at least for the ones uh, that are spelled, like, oh, this word is this, or it's not Looney Tunes, it's this. I think just a simple ex explanation for it might be just like um, if I wrote a word and someone's like, that's not how you spell that word, and I'll be like, ah, I've been spelling it like that my whole life. It's just like we go kind of blind yeah. to seeing something. Like we might look at a word as a whole, and it might not register um, specifically the word. We just look at it as a whole and just be like, ah, oh, it's Febreze. It's yeah. always been two E's. Right? It's interesting that you say that because I'm actually going to talk about some of the theories as to why we even have, like, uh, not necessarily the exact reasons that we have the Man Mandela effect, but a, f a few different theories and as to why it happens to us. Yeah, like possible explanations. Yeah, and what you're talking about is actually very, very closely related to something I'll be discussing here uh, shortly. Oh, nice. About our brains and the way we pull information and what we do with missing information. Yes, because I think that could be part of it to a certain degree, but definitely I don't think it explains every piece of it, right? Yeah. Um, so one of the last examples I want to come up with or talk about is one that I don't think you read. So I just want to blindly ask you this one. Okay. And if you read it, it's fine because you can just go with the original memory you had anyway. But yeah. um, what color is chartreuse? Chartreuse. What mm. comes to mind when I say that color? I'm thinking of like an amber type color. Yeah, well, lots of people remember it as a pink or reddish color is what it says in here. Okay. But chartreuse is actually yellow, but more on the green side. And oh. there are a lot of people that swear up and down chartreuse used to be more in the reddy, orangey, maroony typed. Yeah, see thing and huh. i absolutely thought it was like maroon like for sure yeah i'm not really a connoisseur of different shades like white is white and then you got black and then you got green but yeah when i think of that i i automatically was thinking like maroon ish so yeah and i actually personally i'm not i wasn't even a hundred i've heard of chartreuse yeah but I wasn't 100% even sure what it is. So I just kind of, I think, associated it with like a, almost like a, a beer color. But Oh, yeah. Um, I think it, it's just crazy, though. That Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I think that even things like the colors. And I was reading, some people were saying the sky is different now. The sun shines differently. Like there's so many different ones, but I wanted to pick like pop culture mainstream ones to talk about that. Like most people might be able to relate to one yeah. way or another, but yeah, it goes as far as people saying the sun is different. Now the sky is different. Um, the moons on, Mars, Mars and their moons. I mean, there was a bunch of ones that popped up, but it's, I just think it's an interesting effect. 
Oh yeah. One of the interesting things I read yesterday too was that um, <clears throat> a lot of people just in their own personal life have their own little Mandela effect phenomenon where they might be going through pictures of oh, yeah. years ago and they'll see a picture and they'll be like, oh yeah, I remember, I remember that, but I don't, I don't remember being here when we took this picture. I thought, you know, we were somewhere like maybe the background isn't what they remembered it being. Uh, yes. They remember the image, but not of that background. And that all sorts of walks of life are, they have even just little, little snippets of Mandela effect like that, just, just in their own lives. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. And I can't think of any examples offhand, but I know 100% for sure but I've had moments where I'm like, mm, no, I uh, I 100% uh, remember that a different way when I was a kid. And I know that happens a lot with me and my sister when we start reminiscing oh, about yeah. something. Yeah. And and my sister has a memory that I, I don't even like to argue with because it's much better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, but... She's also a woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> that makes her a little bit writer. Just kidding, guys. Um... But I, I often, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. I remember that. And then she'll say something else and then she'll be like, yeah, so you remember then it was this. And then I'm like, oh no, I remember that it was this. Yeah. And, and I'm almost a hundred percent sure that I'm, I'm wrong and she's right. But in my head yeah. is that ingrained long-term memory of it being that just that one way. And then it's hard for me to, even though I'm, I'm like 90% sure I'm right. That 10% is like a huge 10% that I have to try and battle with in my head that like, uh, could it, could it be that way though? Maybe I am wrong and I probably am wrong. And then being like, nah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's weird. <clears throat> it's weird with the ingrained memories, the ones you don't even have to think of. They just, you, you can just pull them out and what you know is what you know. Yeah. Right. Um, cause a lot of these Mandela effects are absolutely like that. Like Berenst Berenstein bears. Yeah. Not Berenstein and things like that. So yeah, I just think it's neat because I mean, to a certain degree, we're arguing with actual fact, because you can look it up. It's Berenstain. It says it's always been Berenstain. Yeah. The people that wrote it, that's their last name. They're definitely going to remember that if their last name ever changed, right? Yeah. So that's, that's what brings us into the stuff that you researched, which I find <clears throat> very me. interesting because it's like theories slash possible explanations. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And... And so that brings me back to what you said, like we're, we're basically, our brain is trying to argue with actual fact, but really is our brain trying to argue with actual fact or is there maybe a little something more to it? And maybe the way we remember it is actually the way it was. A few of the, the theories that I, I read about yesterday, um, to do with this is that uh, 
like one of them was about the nuclear tests that have been going on and the the CERN Hadron Collider um, accidentally and unknowingly opening almost like a tear in oh. space and time. Yeah. And this, this is a large belief on, for a lot of people on how the Mandela effect is even a phenomenon, is something that we even experience. Um, that there is a little tear in the space-time continuum and parallel universe has kind of merged in with ours. So we've, our, our collective memory of it being the Berenstein Bears yeah. is actually how it was. But in a parallel universe, it was the Berenstain Bears. And these parallel universes have intermingled a bit. Yes, yes. And... <clears throat> and then kind of, I, I guess, would be like an overlapping now. And it's only known to a lot of people as always ever being the Berenstain Bears. But to a lot of people that experienced it before was the Berenstain Bears. <clears throat> so so this is, this is, like I was saying, this is one of the theories. And... Um, uh, about the the parallel universe. However, many psychologists say these are collective misrememberings or collective false memories. Uh, basically, information we learn after an event can interfere with the way we recall it. Uh, one of the possible reasons many of us remember Nelson Mandela's death um, being in the 80s, is during the same time, another prominent South African um, named Steve Bilko died. It was possible that with his death and his funeral being in the news and the media like televised, that many misperceived this with Nelson Mandela's death. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So it doesn't mean for sure, but it, it does lead a possible explanation as to why it was so collectively remembered that Nelson Mandela died in the 80s? I could see that because a lot of people from a, like the other side of the world could be aware, oh, there's a guy over in South Africa that died, but most of us only have a few, or especially maybe at that time when like the internet and information wasn't so widely accessible. Yeah. A lot of people would have been like, oh, the one guy I know of that's really big over there is the guy that died, right? Yeah. Like, you would just automatically connect it. So that makes sense to me a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, but also, with many psychologists explaining why such misrememberings can be plausible, many others believe that these different differences are... Like I was saying, due to the, the movement between parallel realities and this causing us to remember things incorrectly. And and so that, that theory and that notion is actually uh, based into the idea of the multiverse. I don't know if you've ever heard the term uh, multiverse, but just that there is multiple oh, yeah. parallel universes existing yeah. and we all exist 
at the same time in a different time kind of thing. Yeah, it's like they all look like everything that's possible that, uh, how do I explain it? Like any way that something could go exists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the fork infinity. in the road. Right, yes. So you got three possible choices and you make one while two other parallel universes, two other of those. Th they chose the other way. Yeah, exactly. Those other forks were chosen. But then more, folk, more forks come out of that because you make one choice and then you have 16 other choices which branch out. Yeah. And all of those realities basically exist, and I'm putting it in quotation marks, out there in different parallels or universes. Yes, yes. exactly. Okay. So one example of the the multiverse or the, the parallel universe theory is one that we mentioned already. It was Forrest Gump and life is like a box of chocolates, uh, the pop culture staple, everybody knows it that way, um, was actually life was like a box of chocolates and so a lot of believers uh, claim this is due to a time shift and our memories glitching and remembering a different version of events from a parallel universe. Yeah. Um, so well, kind of what they're saying is that um, in the parallel universe, we heard it as life is like a box of chocolates. So ourselves in that universe experience that and it just blurred over into our current universe the one that we're actually existing in yeah and and that so i guess basically one of the the thoughts or the questions about that is do obviously one do parallel <clears throat> excuse me do parallel universes even exist and if so are they so close to our universe that we exist in right now that thoughts and ideas memories can actually just blur between the two yeah because it's such a subtle difference that fork in the road um might just be something so very minuscule and small um that that makes perfect sense because i think a lot of the time we think it's gotta be the biggest difference um, or else uh, the idea of these parallel universes couldn't possibly exist, but a change is still a change. Something slightly different. The universe doesn't know the difference really. It's just, this is how it played out. Yeah. So it's a different, it's a parallel universe and it could be the slightest things ever. Right. Yeah. Um, or the biggest thing. Yeah, exactly. And so without straying too far off topic at all, because I feel like this is maybe a possible uh, future topic to discuss, but deja vu. Yeah. Um, one thing that the second I hear parallel universe, I instantly start thinking about deja vu and how I'm so certain in a moment that what is happening has already happened. Yeah. And, and this... This is something that happens to me even at work is something as simple as going into the bathroom to have a pee that I just all of a sudden everything is like, oh man, I remember the conversation that I just had before I came in here happening before. 
Like, I'm so very certain of this. And that being something that feeds into the idea of, of a parallel universe. And in that universe, I actually did have that exact same conversation where, where certain aspects of different, um, different universes actually meld. You're doing the exact same thing that you've, that's happened before. Yeah. So like, essentially like all of the yous in each universe align up and have share the same united memories for certain things. And then you just kind of pass yeah, through again. Exactly. Yeah. And so that is absolutely, it's fascinating to me. It's or, sorry, or while I'm still thinking about it, yeah. or just the same you that's floating through um, in and out of, Maybe a par maybe a parallel universe only exists if you float into it. So it's kind of that idea of something only exists if it's observed. Yes. So maybe whatever happens to float us into a different parallel or something else, it exists the minute that you happen to chance floating through it and it's subtle and then you float back through. Like yeah. all of the things that we read and all of the things we watched and just the things our minds can come up with is yeah it's just unlimited about what it could actually be but i feel like in the end it's there's something to some of it like oh for sure it's like the nostradamus thing the magic of thinking about it yes is, is real for me right doing this topic this week and taking in all the information i really related it a lot to that exact idea the i I truly want to believe that there is a parallel universe, there is another me existing in a life that's very similar, but very different at the same time. Yeah. And sometimes what other me has done is something that this me has done. And, and so as much as living different lives, still every once in a while doing the exact same thing though, because it's still the, it's still you. Yeah. You'd still have your same brain, your same, same thought pattern. You might make different choices, but you'd still roughly be the same you. And it would be, I think silly to think you wouldn't make at some point in time, the same choices, yeah, exactly. say the same thing, you know? And I love, I don't know. I love that. That brings, yeah, the, 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 the wonder and the magic to the idea of parallel universes. Yeah, and then it's like once we think about this thing and then I instantly started thinking about, well, then that brings in the idea of free free will or destiny too, oh, right? Yeah. In the mix. And then how does that play out? Like there's just so many different... And we're not even technical people. We don't even know this is how the quantum physics yes. work and this and that. This is just me thinking about how my own brain works and just Tori in this reality, like I've often pondered free will, destiny, yep, how do those too. mix and throwing that into a world with parallels and other stuff too. It's just really neat. It is. It really is. I've had some very heavy discussions and debates with a few of my friends over the years about that. And it's, it's always been a very fun and thought invoking topic. Oh, I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. So the other, the other theory that I was able to find this week about this 
um, revolves just solely around our own brain and the way our brain processes information, the way we take in information. Um, sorry, I should also mention really quick um, the information about the parallel universes that I was just, uh, that Tori and I were just talking about, was actually taken from an article on theconversation.com, um, the, the website there. And two of the authors that did this article, um, one guy's name was Neil Dagnall. <clears throat> he is a, a reader in applied cognitive psychology from Manchester Metropoli Metropolitan sorry, University. And the other author was Ken Drinkwater. He's a senior lecturer on uh, parapsychology at Manchester Metropolitan University as well. I completely forgot to mention that at the start. So now back to the theory, uh, just with our brains. Uh, that, this information I got from discoverymagazine.com, an article by Caitlin, uh, sorry, Caitlin, a uh, am, am modit, and I apologize deeply for the mispronunciation of that last name. I, I feel like at this point we're picking articles from people with the hardest names. To <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I was when I saw that I was like, John is always picking the people. I was like, I don't know how I'd read that. <laughs> Good job, honey. You did it. I try. Um, <clears throat> so. One of the very real possibilities of the Mandela effect is our brain's ability to associate things we see and things that are similar, store the information and fill in the missing memory gaps. Yep. Um, in psychology, there's a term called confabulation. This is a memory error defined as the production of fabricated, distorted, or misinterpreted memories about oneself or the world. So, unlike lying, this is not intended to deceive. The person truly believes that the details of the memory are real. Which is exactly, I would say, anybody you ask about uh, the, the Luke... I am your father, uh, the Berenstein Bears. That is a deeply seated memory that we truly believe. Yeah. That we we experienced it. We read it. We seen it that way. And it's not something that we're making up to be like, oh, no, that's that's wrong. And like as if it was were to be like a lie, right? Our brains actually just believe that that's, that's how it was. And when we recall that information and pull it out of where it's stored yeah. in our heads that's how it is i can see how that would work especially with something like curious george because if somebody's like hey uh did curious george have a tail most people even if they don't have like an easily grabbable memory about curious george can automatically think he's a monkey he has a tail of course yeah i remember a tail right yeah exactly and then the cofabul whatever that word is confabulation confabulation yep um kind of works with a working knowledge of what you just know as a fact about it as well whether it's your memory or not right so yeah exactly monkeys have tails yeah so your right? brain <clears throat> inserts into the memory on its own that curious george had a tail cuz he's a monkey 
Yep. And it's exactly. So I can absolutely see this too. It's just really neat that our brains can do that yeah. and then create an actual memory that we're so certain of. Um, also, while we're on the topic of our brain and on this and that, it, it kind of brings me to just the final theory that I found that is also very believable. Um, and this theory is the power of suggestion. Um, so the, the power of suggestion is kind of the tendency to believe what others suggest to be true. Uh, sometimes when misinformation is told to us, shown to us, it can actually affect or even alter an existing memory. And an example of this is why in court, an attorney can object to leading questions that may suggest a specific answer. So, <clears throat> excuse me, something as simple as saying to someone, hey, do you remember the movie Shazam with Sinbad as the genie? Actually suggests that that movie exists. And um, yeah. that alone can create a false memory of seeing it. Yeah, because that particular example, Sinbad never made a movie um, as a genie, but guess who did? Shaq. Yeah. And it was called Kazam. Yeah. And a lot of people, maybe it's fuzzy about who did it, but they're like, oh, yes, I remember that movie. But it was actually Shaq, and he did one called Kazam. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So... so so yeah, just like that, somebody uh, something as simple as the way somebody phrased it to you yeah. can actually change your 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 memory of it to to believe in that. Oh oh yeah, I I seen Shazam with uh, Sinbad. Yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> Excuse me. So, but yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty much all the information I found on the the different theories. I I hope. That the 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 real truth is a parallel universe. Yeah. That one like actually excites me, um, but unfortunately, it's probably most likely it's just the way our brains work, the way we take in information, and the way we process and store it. Absolutely, I I agree with that. It's I mean logically, our brain like we don't even know. I think we only use not even ten percent of our brains. Yeah. We, the study and research and science into our own brains um, basically is in its infancy. Yes, exactly. Uh, we don't know much about that. I think once a couple of years ago I read, we don't even know how we actually get ourselves to fall asleep. So one of our <laughs> most basic functions, like, I guess there's theories and stuff, but like, we don't really for sure know even things like that. So... I mean, the brain is its own multiple parallel universes in itself, right? Yep. Um, either way, still really neat. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I find it super intriguing. And, I mean, I went down some roads of research in this where I was like, come on, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Like... <laughs> I don't even want to explain some of the things I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to talk about that. But I think what we were trying to do, and I think what we try to do every time is we just take ideas like...
the Mandela effect or Nostradamus or something. And I mean, I'm sure there's people listening out there that know a ton more of the real specifics on yeah. how things go than we do. And But I think as... As a nice couple in our late 30s, just chilling and having conversations with a little bit of the research we've done to try to back up the fact that we understand some basic yeah. <laughs> ideas around stuff. I think having these interesting conversations are um, interesting to listen to, hopefully, and, you know, make the general... Um, listeners that we have think yeah that's a neat one yeah i believe that too how about this um hopefully sorry if i uh interrupted you there nope. but i'm exactly what you're saying and i really hope that for for me this this is fun it's thought-provoking yeah it's it's interesting there's no real proof of neither here nor there yeah but it's thought for thought-provoking and i hope for our listeners if if nothing else it makes them think twice about something and maybe be like oh i i never actually thought about it maybe that way and that's really interesting and and it's fun for them as well this is just who we are like i'm not gonna go in one direction for an hour on quantum physics because well the truth is it's probably really dry to even talk about and i mean if you guys want to listen to that i'm sure you have there's great sources but yeah for the theatrical surface version of some real what i find to be pretty thought-provoking stuff i think yeah it's pretty fun and <laughs> it really um, is i'm just mentioning because i've had a couple People give us some feedback, and I've loved all of it, absolutely. Yeah. And I just want to make it clear that we absolutely don't find ourselves to be the the people you should write a paper on. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> um, not experts, and we will no. never claim to be experts about any of this. We really are just bringing topics yeah. and ideas that are fun and interesting to us, and we just hope you guys feel the same and we try to be as factual as we can. Yeah. We really do. Uh, we do spend a good amount of time really researching and looking up actual real facts that we can find. With the bones of it. And then we just kind yeah. of turn it into a conversation that you and I would actually just have. right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we genuinely already have conversations like that and... It's just fun to, yeah. <laughs> to do. Yeah, exactly. So, thanks to everybody who's listening because we have found that we've had more listeners than we thought we were going to already. So. Yeah, it's very, it's fun and exciting. It's I never would have guessed we've we've been heard in places. I I I, I, I we're just little penhold here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and. Mm. We've seen that we we got heard as far as Brazil and the UK, Germany, Germany, yeah, yeah. and so uh, that's it's, yeah, it's awesome. Thank you guys so much. Even if you're tuning in, being like, let's hear what those idiots gotta say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys, uh, but yeah. So I think how we kind of planned on ending it was 
Um, we both knew about Mandela Effect to begin with. Yeah. But we were trying to look up um, a good documentary on it. But it appears like there isn't one that's been like funded by a major uh, motion picture company. Like kind of the other ones that we did uh, on Abducted from Plain Sight was Netflix and the Nostromus one. Yep. We got off Amazon Prime. We couldn't find one for um Mandela effect but we did watch a movie that came out in 2019 and i mean it's basically fiction but yeah. <clears throat> it pops a lot of the effects out there and it kind of puts it in perspective like if you were living in a world where things seem to have just changed overnight yeah um what would happen and then it kind of went into one of the final uh, <laughs> ideas about what could explain the Mandela effect, which is essentially we're all in the matrix. Yeah, yeah, a computer simulation. Yeah. And so in this movie, um, the whole... So the uh, spoiler alert, in, in case you ever do want to watch this movie, because uh, it was actually really good, and I found it fairly thought-provoking. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but the idea is that humanity exists in a computer simulation and they delve into a little bit of, uh, quantum physics and quantum computing, but, uh, that is actually far above my head yeah, uh, me to too. even really talk about it too much. So, um, but anyway, um, the, the Mandela effect was essentially breadcrumbs left over from like a computer update. Yeah. And so residual memories. And so the, the Berenstain bears got updated to the Berenstain bears and the breadcrumbs left were the, the Mandela effect of the people that did remember it being the Berenstain Bears. Yeah, exactly. And I thought that was really interesting because the truth is that that fits right along with the parallel universe theory. Like, who knows? How do we know when we ain't some computer yep. simulation, some computer program that some somebody that we don't know about or something we don't know about is just... Playing a game, play, you know, who knows? Yeah, and I mean, you and I are both very big fans of Westworld. Yeah. Um, artificial intelligence. Yep. Um, created consciousness type thing. Like, if it truly worked out that we were able to create that kind of conscious consciousness, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> my speech impediment there, but um, if we were truly able to create it, we wouldn't know because it we'd successfully, someone had created it and we wouldn't know that we were not real, right? Yeah, exactly. Because, um, that kind of thing. And just the fact that um, I think, I don't know if this is for everybody, but I know more than once in my life I've been, like, on the toilet or, like, in the bathtub when it's, like, really quiet and I just have my own thoughts to myself before cell phones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually since then, but, you know, just driving in your car and then being, like, you just have a random thought, like, what if I'm in someone's dream right now? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the craziest things just pop to our heads, but... Yeah. 
That's that's one hundred percent the type of things that hit me while I'm driving alone or something. <laughs> yeah. And your mind can just water, or water. Uh, sorry, uh, your mind can just wander. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. That's funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. So really, the possibilities are endless, and like we said previously, we like to believe in the most magical thing because, I mean, we already know all the stuff about what it probably is, and that's kind of boring. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> Try to keep it as fun as fun and as exciting as possible. Yeah. Life gets too serious most of the time, so this is our time to be magical, I guess. Exactly. Alright, so in all seriousness, I just wanted to come up with um, the last Mandela effect that I kind of saw. So... Um, <clears throat> I just thought it would be fun because you actually don't know about this one. I know it for sure. Yeah. Um, so, what if I told you that your name was never John, it's always been Jim? I wouldn't believe you. Okay, Jim. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, sorry. I thought, <laughs> I thought that'd be more of a... <laughs> shocking thing anyways <laughs> i was um, like what? you're looking at me like that that's it that's the one Dwayne. <laughs> i got nothing anyways um <clears throat> thanks for listening guys we really appreciate it and um legitimately dark veil podcast at gmail.com we we like your feedback oh, we, we love it any ideas you can come up with um I feel like next week we're going to probably go to some sort of true crime story because we haven't done one yet. Yeah, but yep. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you betcha. Also, uh, same thing. Thanks thanks very much for listening to us and, and joining us on the Mondays. Uh, this one, this was a lot of fun. This yeah. one. I mean, we've been having a lot of fun with all our podcasts, I think, but this one particularly is... It's right up my alley anyway. I I love it. It's it <laughs> this was one of the funnest ones we've done so far. But uh yeah, anyway, thanks again guys and uh, I hope uh hope you'll join us next Monday for another round of podcast, podcast and chill. And chill.